Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick brings us a message entitled, A Trip to the Zoo. In this unusual message, Brother Rick takes us on a trip to the zoo based on Proverbs 30. Here, he teaches us the characteristics of four animals that the scripture mentions that are considered by God to be exceedingly wise. Using what these creatures teach us, he brings us ten lessons that we can learn about purpose from observing their habits. This lesson was taught at the Trinity Church of God in Winchester, Kentucky, where Billy Keller is the pastor. On this broadcast, Brother Rick begins the message by introducing his text found in Proverbs chapter 30, verses 2 and 3. Then he tells the story of his early days of ministry, including the time that the purpose of God was manifest in his life in his very first pastorate. And now, here's Brother Rick. Somebody was asking me the other day about RCM, and I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I direct a ministry that I'm not even qualified to join. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, there's so many people around me smarter than I ever dreamed about. You ought to see our business meetings. I just sit down and tell them, I don't have a clue what you're doing, but you're going to stand before God someday. You better do it good. Amen. I I don't know what all's going on, but I'm just so thankful for those that the Lord surrounds us with so the work can get done. How many of you know we're not much by ourselves, and one's too small a number for greatness? If you're ever going to do anything very significant, You're going to need to work together. Amen. In fact, that's what I want to teach about tonight. I finally found a scripture. Have you got my zoo picture up there? Oh, there you go. We're going to the zoo. A trip to the zoo. I I want to talk to you because I finally found a scripture that explains me more than any scripture I've ever found. I want you to open your Bible to Proverbs chapter 30. And verse 2 and 3, now, in the King James, it may not describe you too well, but when you go to the New American Standard, it gives a definition there in Proverbs 32 and 3 that describes me to a T. Anybody got a New American Standard out there? Let me tell you what it says. Have you got the scripture up there? Surely I'm more stupid than any man. I don't even have the understanding (laughs) of a man. That's my new favorite scripture. Neither have I learned wisdom, nor do I have the knowledge of the Holy One. Has anybody ever felt like that? I'm twice as stupid as anybody I know. I don't know a thing. I don't even suspect nothing. Amen. I was talking about us men. Y'all ought to be amening, but you're clueless again. Amen. How many of you know we just don't know what we need to know? And aren't you glad God's not waiting on you to wise up? Or he wouldn't be doing very much in the earth, would he? I get amazed because people come up to me and God has been so good to me. My goodness, he's been good to me. If he never done anything else for me, he's done more than I could ever praise him for throughout eternity. He's taken me out of nowhereville. See, people don't leave Lynch. They are born in Lynch. They live in Lynch. They die in Lynch. God's taken me out of that place. I remember when I was a kid, I daydream on what's on the other side of the mountain. I knew there's something over there. I had no idea God would take me out of there, take me around the world, 
more than 35 times. 42 different nations I'd get to minister to. And people come up and they say, Brother Rick, how did you get where you are as if I had a clue? And I tell them, I don't know. Because they want me to give them these steps. See, if you'll just do this some of these days, you'll be in worldwide ministry. Can I tell you, I don't know that I've ever found the will of God. I've just stumbled over it several times. It's like God lead me by the head like I was doing this morning. He's led me into his will. Here's what I believe. I believe we make a decision. Now listen to what I'm going to tell you. To pursue God. And when we make a decision to pursue God, we end up in the middle of God's will somehow through the process of wanting his purpose more than our own. I've done some things that people scratched their head. I've done some things I've scratched my own head. Trying to figure out why I did it. Because see, one time I was pastoring in 1991. I was pastoring a church, 300 people, making $700 a week, and went out on Thursday to pray, and the Lord said, I want you to resign Sunday morning and go to work for Dr. Parrish, and I ended up making $250 a week. How many of you know you don't sit down and draw up your budget and say, okay, I'm making 700 a week. I believe it'd be advantageous for me to make a third of that. I think it'd be a good business move to move from being senior pastor to number seven on a staff. My family told my mom, we love Rick, but I believe he's been influenced into some kind of cult. He ain't sensible. He ain't right. I know that they're most likely right. I'm not going to take a vote on how many of y'all think I'm right tonight because they might be a lot to say he still ain't right. But here's what I know. That was a pivotal moment in my life. Because I had to be able to be trusted with that that belonged to another brother. Therefore, God could give me my own. For seven years, I laid my Bible down, didn't preach. Held up the hands of Dr. Parrish while he preached. Didn't look right. But how many know after seven years, he put up his thumb and a hundred churches opened to me to preach the gospel. They are the ones that sponsored me to step out and do the ministry that I've done around the world. It still are supporters of me. See, you don't understand how these things happen. But there's one thing I want to talk to you tonight about, and I want you to get this deep in your heart. Purpose. Say it with me. Purpose. I was thinking as they were doing this drama, and I'm telling you, that was incredible. Awesome. That was fantastic. But I was thinking as they were portraying this and as Christ was moving them into things that they didn't even realize he's there. How many of you know he's moving you forward and you don't even know where you're going? And God never fills in all the blanks before you leave the house. You look kind of crazy, just like I did, quitting a job to go to work for a third of the pay. You can't explain that. Even when God called me in full-time ministry, did you know that I had some remarkable things happen? I was called to come to Michigan. I went there to preach, and there was hundreds of young people in St. John's, Michigan. We give an altar call. We were in an auditorium, and that thing was packed, and they were kids accepting Christ all the way up the aisle as far as you could see eyeballs. I'm telling you, in the dark, they had come to Jesus. And I remember the guy that invited us up said, Rick, if you'll come up here, you can preach for 72 weeks and not make a phone call. 
72 weeks of revivals back to back. That's how many churches was in that district. They said, we want you to come to every one. And I was working a job driving a forklift. And I thought, this got to be God. Just got to be God. And I prayed, Patty, I have never heard God say no so loud in my life. And it was after I told every one of the employees I work with, all 16 of them, how great it was. And they said, well, you're going, ain't you? And I'm thinking, well, surely, got to be God. No. Then you got to go back and tell them no. And then they ask, why? And you're like, because God said no. I don't know why he said no. I'm just as curious as you are why he said no. How many of you know God knows what he's doing? Now, I was like others. I didn't learn from that. I got a call to come from Rockford, Illinois. This guy was passing about 350 people, and it was a black and white congregation. I was raised in a black neighborhood, and he was wanting me to be the associate pastor. He offered me double my salary. He offered me a house with a heated pool. Terry, I knew that was God. That's got to be God. So I told all my employees I work with about this offer, and they're like, you going, ain't you? I'm thinking, surely, surely I'm going. And I prayed again, and I heard no. So I just drove that little forklift home. Then I got a call, and the guy said, I want you to go to Texas. And I said, I hate Texas. If you're from Texas, please forgive me. But I've been to Texas once, and in my opinion, that's enough for anybody. And when I left Texas, I blew a kiss to the Texas sign from a Greyhound bus window, and I said, you've seen this hillbilly for your last time. And the guy called and said, there's a church open in Texas. And he said, I recommended you. I said, well, you're going to have to make two phone calls. Call them back and tell them you made a sad mistake because I ain't going to Texas. Do you understand? I ain't going to Texas. He said, okay. So I thought that was done. He hung up the phone and picked up the phone to call Texas. You know what the Lord said to him? Mind your own business. So he just hung it up. A few days later, I thought Texas was in history. And a man called and said, hi, I'm Terry from Texas. And then he told me to call you. I'm thinking, what? He said, I want you to come out here. I'm thinking, you must be out of your mind. And I thought, let's see how quick I can offend this guy so he tells me off and hangs up. Because I ain't going to Texas. Plain and simple I ain't going to Texas. So I said to him, I got one Sunday open. It's the first week of May. And I ain't driving to Texas because the last time I left Texas, it took me 21 hours on a Greyhound bus. I sat in every seat on the bus. I would have driven the thing if the guy would have let me. It took me 21 hours to get home. So I ain't driving out there. You're going to have to fly me out there. And I'm going to tell you something. It's the only week I got open. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something else. I ain't going to give you no answer for two weeks. I thought the guy would say, well, you smart, Ellie. And I was going to say, listen, Bub, I love you, but I don't love your state. And I don't want to come to Texas. You know what he said? That would be perfect. That's the only week we got open. <laughs> Ticket. 
tickets would be in the mail tomorrow. And that buzzard hung up the phone before I could even say anything. And it wasn't the days of call ID where you call him back. I didn't have no number. Tickets are coming. I'm going to Texas. I told my wife, listen, we're going to run out Texas this weekend. And we're going to blow two kisses because we ain't never going back to Texas. I'm talking about the purpose of God. What are you living for? I went out there that Sunday. Brother James, you ought to have been there. I was out there, man, and here's the average age of these people, 65. I'm 30. I felt like I was invaded a nursing home. I'm like, my Lord, these people, twice my age. They're dying here shortly. What they need a pastor for? Now, see, when you're 30 and somebody's 65, that is an antique. Now that I'm creeping that way, it's just a small pup, but it was an old person back 30-some years ago. And they met me at the door to tell me what time they got out. That was their major interest when they got out because they was wanting to beat the Baptist to the restaurant. And so they told me, now, we, we get out at 12. How many of you have known over the years that I've not really been time conscious? Those that travel with me all lifted their hands, I noticed. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.